We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean Payton keeps talking that we're gonna see him soon. You feel me? All right, welcome to another edition of the Bunning Heads Podcast from Rams Talk Radio, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Ribeiro here, here as always with my man Johnny Gomez. Uh, I, I it's, <laughs> Apologies to all our listeners here. I definitely just hit the pause button by accident during the intro of that show. I'm not in my usual podcast recording element, so I'm, I'm just laying back, holding this microphone in my hand, talking into it. Uh, feet up reclined so probably gonna be a pretty chill show uh based on my current vibe and hopefully i don't <laughs> fuck up the audio board anymore by accident how are you doing johnny well I'll, I'll probably have to apologize in advance as well uh while my setup is pretty much the same uh i am a little sick if you hear me sniffling a little bit please ignore me well, we'll see. We'll see if I can ignore it. We'll see how bad the sniffles are. <laughs> well, you I don't care about. It's the listeners I care about. Yeah, they're the ones that matter. They're the ones that matter. Well, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, it's finally, Johnny, we've had a, a football game last week. We had the Hall of Fame game. And the Rams finally start playing football again this Saturday, albeit in a preseason game where we probably won't see many players that actually matter to the team. But it's football nonetheless, and we're going to talk about that. But um, first things first, the big news today is in anticipation of that football game. The first unofficial depth chart for the Rams has come out today. And so for those who don't know, unofficial depth charts are depth charts put together by the Rams and by the teams when they're unofficial, but not they're not actually depth charts from the coaching staff. So I think this is just correct. It's just people in the organization, like 
guessing what the depth chart is based on what they've seen in practice, right? That's usually how these are. Uh, I believe so. I, I believe typically, uh, but I, I know that some of the coaching staff has confirmed, uh, you know, if this is accurate or not. Um, I, I don't know if they'll go out and say a hundred percent if it's accurate or not, but um, right now, I mean, it's it's just uh, it, it's basically just an indicator of you know, how they're planning to experiment. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll finish in week one with this roster. Um, it could be that they're just trying to fill out a guy at a certain position um, who could be potential starting or, you know, so on and so forth. Could be a lot of variables. So it, it is something you want to take with a grain of salt. But there are there are kind of few surprises here. We'll 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 go into that in a, yes, in, in a bit. There definitely is, and I, I the biggest news that if you've been paying attention at all today or yesterday, the 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 biggest news out of camp recently is uh, camp opened with Austin Corbett playing center, Bobby Evans playing guard, and as camp has gone on, and the unofficial depth chart came out today, Brian Allen seems to have won the job at center. He's listed on the unofficial depth chart at center. Austin Corbett slid over to right guard. Bobby Evans uh, listed as the backup right guard on the unofficial depth chart. Sean McVay basically confirmed that this was true, saying, uh, in a quote today, if we were to play right now, he's done a good job, and he would be our center. Talking about Brian Allen. Uh, and there's other quotes. I don't have the direct quotes on me right now, but he also basically said that Allen's been really impressive in camp and that... Austin Corbett is, you know, a reliable guard and they know that he could play guard and that they if Allen has Allen has basically earned that center job. So, this is definitely not what I expected. I would love for the listeners to hit me up on Twitter at @superbear and keep me honest in all of the things I've said about how unlikely this scenario was. But it seems like the Rams will be entering 2021 with Brian Allen back at center. They did this in 2019. It was a disaster, in my opinion. But that was two years ago. The team is different. The quarterback is different. And I'm assuming two years older, the player is different. So, (laughs) how do you feel about this, man? How do you feel that it seems likely that Brian Allen is going to be back at center week one, the projected starter. Uh, I'm thinking that great Humphreys was looking like a better pickup at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, Tutu Atwell currently listed as uh, a third string receiver on the unofficial depth chart. And to, to be fair to that, um, primarily the reason for that is because he hasn't really participated much, uh, being on the COVID list. Um, he has since come off that list, and from as far as I know, he's been uh, participating. But uh, I know the team has been kind of like easing his way into um, into like in-game action. So I, I don't even know technically if he's going to play uh, Saturday or not. I imagine he would, but we'll see. But, I, I, feel, um, I feel like they got a plan, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. 
as far as uh, Brian Allen being the potential starting center, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I'm not I'm not looking forward to seeing this. I I mean, it's like you said that it was two years ago since uh, Brian Allen got his shot, and to be totally fair, he was entering his sophomore season. And so he didn't have, like, a, a ton of experience and just kind of been uh, through, you know, threw him into the flames there. And really the offensive line was kind of still figuring itself out. So uh, I will give him a little credit there. Um, but I, I, I'm also curious what this meant entirely. Like, is this Sean McVay's way of, um, saying that Brian Allen really stepped up in camp and he deserves a spot? Or is this uh, Austin Corbett just isn't a good center and he's a much better guard, which I think I think that's entirely possible too? Or is this a, a matter of... Um, uh, or is this a matter of, you know, uh, uh, just trying to make sure that the true starting guards are there because quite frankly, the whole offensive line just seemed a little out of whack. And I think by putting Brian Allen as the starting center, I think it kind of solidifies everywhere else. So I don't know, like obviously the tackles are going to be the same starting two, but, uh, I, I do think that Austin Corbett was a, a solid guard. So, I don't know. May, maybe uh, they just weren't confident in Austin Corbett being the center. I, I, to me, I think it's less about Corbett and more about um, the other guys. I think they probably weren't, they like, to make this move, they, they probably weren't loving what they were seeing out of Bobby Evans at guard. Which, you know, doesn't shock me. I, I, I've been on the record definitely saying I don't think he's a very good guard. And I was kind of surprised that that's the direction they were going in. And I'm, I'm sure Allen looked pretty good in camp. You know, like you said, it was two years ago when he started. I am definitely not going to sit here and say that Brian Allen is going to be good at center. I think it's more likely he's not good. But, you know, it, it was two years ago. And, like, like. We'll see what happens, man. I mean, I I think the big thing is, like, we know Austin Corbett's going to guard, and maybe they'd rather go into the season only with one question mark on the offensive line. And like you said, you know, maybe he was playing bad at center. I'm sure he was fine. And, you know, I don't really know how much you can get from offensive line in camp like this, like how meaningful these positions battles are without the preseason. And, you know, I want, I, I hope that both Brian Allen and um, Bobby Evans get a lot of reps in the preseason and kind of battle it out and see who's better, uh, who's more quick to play their position on the line. Maybe you even play Corbett a little, but based on some quotes I've heard from McVay, I, I, I doubt we see Corbett. But it, I'd be lying if I wasn't fucking nervous, man. I, I still have PTSD from that Brian Allen season, and he hasn't played since, like, he didn't play at all last year. He, he was barely active, if I remember correctly. So it's just, you know, yeah, you brought up Creed Humphreys, and it's just, 
like it feels like this situation could have been avoided by either you know taking a center at 57 instead of your sixth fifth or sixth wide receiver it could have been avoided by just bringing back Austin Blythe when he went for pennies to the Chiefs but we're in the predicament and you know I hope they know what they're doing you know I I I, they obviously know substantially more about offensive line scouting development personnel and coaching than I do sitting here laying on a futon talking into a microphone about the team but like I did not think Allen showed much of anything in 2019 this offseason I was saying there's no way they actually try him out at center and here they are so I hope they're right I hope they know what they're doing but they're gonna look like fucking morons if this doesn't work out well, that and, like, it, it's just kind of bizarre how this whole situation started because uh, e- even, like, you have guys like Joe Noteboom in the wings who we haven't really heard much from at all. And uh, I, I would have figured that he was going to be challenging for the guard spot um, instead of Bobby Evans. I, I agree. Because I, I, I still – I'm still – puzzled that Bobby Evans was getting the look at, at guard over Joe Nopum. I, I mean, not to say that Joe Nopum was this amazing guard or anything, but I thought he was decent. Um, I, I think it's, unless they're banking on him just being a backup tackle, which I suppose is possibility, but it, it, it's just, it's so bizarre. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm really nervous about this. And truthfully, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they don't even have, you know, guys like Brian Allen in at center uh, during the preseason, which we've been down that route before. That didn't that didn't go so well. Yeah, he didn't play in the 19 preseason either, and that wasn't great. I mean, I, I, I will see Saturday what... McVay's philosophy is going to be there, but I think he might play because if you remember in 2019, they were playing the guys competing for the starting inside linebacker job, and that's when Kaiser got hurt and kind of threw everything in a funk. So I think I think he might play. I, I hope he does. But yeah, I, I agree on Nopum, and I, I think we're in the heavy minority on this because uh, I saw Sosa was tweeting about this today, and I mentioned like, I didn't really understand why they weren't, why Noteboom wasn't the move instead of Evans or Allen. And he responded and said he thought that was the, the worst option they had uh, out of the three, which surprised, it surprised me that a lot of, it seems like a lot of people have that opinion. And I don't know, like I, I thought Evans was horrible, albeit in a small sample size at guard. I think he was more equipped to play tackle. I definitely thought Allen was horrible in 19, and I thought Joe Nopum was, like, not good, but, like, tolerable, like, a below average, but not a, a disaster. Um, and, and I don't know. I guess a lot of people don't share that opinion, and judging by the fact that he didn't even compete for that guard job this offseason, or preseason, I, I think the coaching staff probably shares that opinion, too, and I'm sure some of it is because they like him as the backup guard. They like the, or sorry, the backup tackle. They like the depth they have there. But yeah, I was surprised that, you know, it didn't even seem like he got looks. And 
personally, you know, if you're trotting them out in the preseason, which I, I think they have to, I, I hope they, they give them some looks at guard, you know, just to, to make sure that that's not the answer either. Well, to me, the worst option was Jamil Dempy, who, by the way, was cut earlier. I know. Um, we The end of an era. We've dragged Jamil Demby enough on this podcast. I don't think he deserves a segment about him being cut. <laughs> I, I, the people <laughs> might want it. We've we've given that man enough slack. I I wish him nothing but the best. He seems like a good dude. Um, I mean, maybe. to be fa- to be fair though, I mean, I I think he could still come back at any point. Just because uh, you're cut doesn't necessarily mean the team's not going to see him again. It, it, people get cut all the time and come back. He's uh, not. So, he's not coming back, man. No way. He got cut so I, I mean, early hope, in the preseason. I hope he doesn't. To be honest, uh, not to be mean or anything, but uh, he's not. And and to to bury the Jamil Dembe topics, like it, the man was horrible when he got time in the regular season, but also. He made it farther than 99.9% of people that ever wear a helmet. He probably made like a million dollars in his time with the Rams. I'm sure he's going to have a great life ahead of him. Uh, It didn't work out in the NFL, but he got there and plenty of people never get there. That's very true. I never even won a varsity game. So he did better (laughs) than me. Just laying on a futon, talking about how he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very true in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll see how the line plays out. I'm sure we'll be discussing it at length uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, uh, some other things that stood out to me. I, I guess the other biggest uh, topic on the defense side of the ball, the starting inside linebackers right now are the same starting inside linebackers that ended the season for us. Troy Reader and Kenny Young. Uh, still sitting there at one and two. Right behind them on the second string, they've got Traven Howard and Micah Kaiser and Ernest Jones, who they took in the third round, is currently sitting at third string. These guys, I hope, well, I w- I would say I hope they all play in the preseason, but I, like I don't know what else you need to see from Troy Reader and Kenny Young and uh, Micah Kaiser that you didn't last year. I think it's going to be more about seeing what you have with Traven Howard coming back from an injury, a guy they really liked last year, and with Ernest Jones, obviously the guy they took in the third round. But, Johnny, we were predicting that Kenny Young would get cut all offseason, and right now he's he's listed as a starting linebacker. Sean, Sean McVay said he was really, uh, was really positive about this group. He said, I think when you look at the confidence that those guys gain in that group, I mean, you talk about a really deep group. Kenny is really building on a great campaign last year. Mike and Troy have played really high caliber football, and it's great to have T. Howard back and healthy. So I love the depth of that group. So it seems like your guy, Kenny Young, on track to be a starter, especially with that high praise. McVay calling last year a great campaign for him. Uh, so we well, that really... already shows the bar. Yeah. <laughs> We really might be running it back with Reader and Young as the starting inside linebackers after last season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that uh, Ernest Jones isn't going to be just, you know, put in as the, as the starter as a rookie, um, you know, in the going into the first preseason game. That that I could totally understand. Uh, Micah Kaiser, I, I mean, Micah Kaiser, I think, is a really solid player. Um, maybe nothing all that special, but uh, when healthy, I thought Micah Kaiser was was a decent player. And then, um, uh, please excuse the helicopter in the background. You're, are yeah. you getting raided? Uh, apparently, uh, yeah. This this always somehow happens uh, whenever I decide to podcast. There, there's some sort of thing that happens. So, Steve, I, I'm gonna let you take over because it's just getting closer. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Well, I I I think like even if you think Kaiser is better than Kenny Young, which I'm sure you do. I, I I think that it, like Reader and Kaiser don't really work as a pair, even though Kenny Young's not necessarily a, a coverage linebacker by any means. He he's a more versatile type of player who can step back into coverage a little bit, even if he's not that productive in it. Whereas Reader and Kaiser are kind of cut from the same cloth, I think, as inside linebackers, and they're neither one is good enough to justify playing two of players similar like that and after last year I think I, I feel way better going into the season with Reader than Kaiser as a starter I, I think they'll both be on the team for sure I can't imagine either gets cut at this stage um, and with with the question marks of that group I think they'll keep all five of these guys Howard included assuming he doesn't sync it up in the preseason but Howard is one of the guys that I think you know even if Young and Reader don't play I think that's a guy that can win a job in the preseason. I guess the same thing with Ernest Jones um, because Howard was the front runner to, to have that job last year before the injury. And I, you can't just throw him back out there after missing basically never really playing much meaningful football in the NFL and missing a ton of time to injury. But him and him and um, Ernest Jones are, are two guys that could really earn jobs in the preseason i i think and we'll see if they do um but i mean we'll see based on this quote it seems like mcveigh really liked those starters but you got to imagine if if he thinks this is a deep group 
that those guys are going to have a tight leash no matter what once the season starts. For sure. And, and uh, to tell you the truth, uh, Kenny Young um, is interesting because even before this, you know, unofficial depth chart came out, uh, Kenny Young was actually a name that I heard quite often, uh, you know, in training camp, you know, making some plays here and there. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know what that means in a nutshell because uh, doing well in training camp is great, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll translate in a, you know, regular season game, you know? So I, I think that, it is possible that Kenny Young and Troy Reader may have, you know, work to improve this offseason. And, and, hey, if they did, to their credit, awesome. You know, I'm all for it if that's the case. But I don't know. We'll 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 have to see about, like, how the other guys fare out, you know, whether it be Traven Howard, Micah Kaiser, or Ernest Jones. Uh, I, I do think that preseason will factor in a lot and even if you don't put uh Kenny Young or Troy Reader out there uh it's like you said Steve it's not as though the Rams don't know what they have in those three guys uh and those two guys um the other three still kind of a mystery I guess even Kaiser to an extent just because the the man can't stay healthy so yeah uh, uh it'll be definitely a position to watch out for um, during uh, preseason, but we'll we'll cover preseason in, in just a minute. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like a, a glass half full with Kenny Young. I mean, he's twenty five, so he's still really young. And he, you know, he he made some improvements last year for sure. I I don't think like it was a great season, like McVeigh said, but um, certainly things that you saw him like play like. I, I think both him and Reader got a little better and adjusted as the season went on, um, but there's still a, a ways to go with both of them. Uh, some other notes from the depth chart. Deshaun Jackson and Van Jefferson are both listed as first-string receivers in the same spot, so apparently they don't know how to rank those guys either. Tutu Atwell is the third guy on their list in the depth chart, as I mentioned. Um, and then... Xavier Jones and Jake Funk are listing, listed as the co-RB2s um, behind Daryl Henderson. We, let, let's save those guys, though, um, for for the preseason game because I, I, I think those are two players I'm, I'm really looking forward to watch. And the last last note of the depth chart, I think, um, uh, that was a toss-up looking at it earlier, was Justin Hollins gets the nod at outside linebacker. Uh, alongside Leonard Floyd. Second string, they've got Obani Alcaranquo. And name I have not heard in a long time, Johnny. Justin Lawler slides into the second spot ahead of Terrell Lewis, who is, uh, who's banged up. McVeigh said his knee is acting up again. Um, so they're going to they're gonna keep an eye on that moving forward. But <laughs> Justin Lawler, guy who is apparently having a pretty good camp, I think that's a, a way bigger surprise to see his name pop up more than uh, Justin Hollins being the, the top guy here, which I think is kind of expected early on in the season until we see some more from Okoronkwo and Terrell Lewis potentially dethroning that job. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah, I, as far as Justin Hollins is concerned, like that shouldn't be a huge shock because Justin Hollins was kind of being thrown in uh, into like a starting role of sorts last year towards the end of the year. So that's not a huge surprise to me. It, Sean McVay uh, really likes Justin Hollins a lot. So um, it, it doesn't surprise me uh, that he's become the starter. But um, Lawler is, 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 kind of a, <laughs> is kind of a surprise there. Um, to be fair, though, Lawler hasn't been really healthy pretty much his whole career. So um, to see him get another opportunity, I, I think that's great. Um, he, it's kind of an up, uphill battle for him, but uh, I feel like if, if there's any uphill battle to climb, it's for this spot because it's so wide open. Um, and then, as you mentioned uh, with Terrell Lewis, we don't know when, when Terrell Lewis is going to be healthy enough to compete because his knees are still bothering him. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be a tough road for him, but uh, certainly with Lewis being kind of questionable at the moment, uh, I, I think that Lawler, uh, if he plays well in the preseason, could certainly um, at least you know try and compete for some playing time. Yeah, Lawler's been injured the last two years. Um look according to Wikipedia technically hasn't really been cut uh he was waived during final cuts last year but was reverted to the injured reserve so I mean they they've the fact that he's still here means they they must have seen something in him earlier on so yeah I mean he could definitely push for that that job from Hollins and I, I think anyone can you know Hollins is good um but I good he's fine but and I think he's kind of like with how Samson Ibukam was where you like you're not psyched that he's your starter at all but if he's just kind of a guy rotating in you're gonna feel good about it so any of these guys can win the job and we'll see if any of them do but yeah not a huge surprise see Holland's number one so let's talk about this preseason game man and guys keep in mind this is the fucking preseason we're not gonna preview the matchup we're not gonna talk about the opponent the Los Angeles Chargers because I I don't care. This game doesn't matter. The score is not going to matter. Uh, it would be cool to win, but it ultimately means nothing. The Rams are three and a half point underdogs in this game. My betting advice is to not bet on a preseason game because why would you do that? <laughs> um, but a big question for, for me, and I, I'm guessing a lot of people is, you know, who's going to play in this game? You you look back at the 2019 preseason, the Sean McVay didn't play any of his guys in the preseason at all, really the guys that mattered, similar to how he didn't do it in 2018. They went to Super Bowl, but 2019 he didn't do it, and the team looked rusty as hell and ended up finishing 9-7, and seven, but it was really uninspiring, 9-7, and seven, and got like there were first-year starters who didn't play because they didn't want him to get hurt, like uh, you know Allen and Noteboom, as we mentioned earlier, and it showed that those guys had never played in the NFL because they looked horrible. Uh, opening up the gate but so like it's definitely a conversation for this year but he was asked about Matthew Stafford and this was his quote it is a it is a great quote (laughs) 
There is zero chance you will ever see Matthew Stafford take a snap in the preseason for the Rams as long as I'm the coach. That will never happen. He is not going to play. That's why it's so important for us to get competitive opportunities against some of these other teams in practice settings. Practicing against the Cowboys this Saturday. Get the Raiders twice. So we're always looking for those things. Until you tell me if a guy gets hurt in the preseason that will get those games back or they'll add them onto the schedule afterwards as, oh yeah, you get two games because you lost those guys in the preseason. It's hard for me to make sense of it. So based on that quote, it seems like we are barely going to get any starters in this preseason. We might see Brian Allen. We might see, like, we might see Brian Allen. We might see Kenny Young or Troy Reader. And beyond that, I don't think we will see a single guy who's listed as a starter on the unofficial depth chart. I don't even think we'll see, like, Van Jefferson. Uh, I think it goes that deep in how much these guys are not going to play. I do think we'll get, like, Tutu Atwell because... You know, he's so deep. He's going to be the open opening day is going to be the fifth wide receiver, and I'm still sure they're going to use him. But I think it'll be beneficial for him to get some actual starter reps. Um, so I think a guy like that we will see. But if you look down this unofficial depth chart, like Cooper Cup, Tyler Higry, Whitworth, David Edwards, Austin Corbett, Rob Havenstein, Sean Jackson, Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford, Daryl Henderson, Sean Robinson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. Darius Williams, Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp. I don't think we'll see a single one of those guys play. And I would have liked to see them play a little bit just because of what we saw happen in 2019. But I get it. It's not worth these guys getting injured. So, yeah, I mean, that quote, even though it's about Matthew Stafford, who if I expect him to play, it would not be for very long. I don't think we see anybody. What, what about you? Well, actually, I... I think it, it might even go deeper than that. I, I think that, you know, any, basically anybody that might play a significant role in the the team. So, for example, guys like uh, Xavier Jones, I, I, I feel like, I feel like he's probably going to have to sit out just because, um, if he if he doesn't play Xavier Jones, he's an absolute fucking madman. Well, like, <laughs> is is he really though? Because you have you you're really you're really thin at running back here. Beyond Xavier Jones, you essentially either have guys that well, actually, even in Xavier Jones himself, um, they don't have any experience. So, <laughs> uh, unless they unless they you know succumb to the idea that they need to add like a veteran running back, they they they're really thin here, and we all know that Daryl Henderson has an injury history. Now it doesn't mean that he will get injured this year. Hopefully he doesn't, but that's something that they have to prepare for and keeping guys like Xavier Jones healthy might be in their best interest. Now, I I, I mean, I personally would love to see him play out there, but I can understand why he would, you know, just keep him on the bench. I I get it to an extent, but the guy is an undrafted rookie. He didn't, he didn't carry the ball last year once. 
in, in a game, and there was no preseason last year. So if you're going to like rely on him and rely on a guy like Jake Funk potentially to be contributors, you got to get a look at him in an actual game. Like, you have to. And, like, if we were sitting here, like, if this was Cam Akers last year, like, I, I might be advocating for that guy to play. But at the same time, he was a second-round pick a blue chip like college player like I I know Xavier Jones was a monster in college too but Cam Akers was drafted to be the guy Xavier Jones wasn't drafted he wasn't signed to be the guy he was never signed with the thought that oh yeah he'll be our backup running back like he was not signed like that last season he was the fourth guy on the depth chart so I I I get what what you're saying and (laughs) like Sean McVay might think like that but that guy has got to play, man. I know it's a meaningless game, but he just needs reps. You you can't really, like, I, I don't think you can expect him to do much without seeing the field at all as an NFL player. And, like, even even if you're confident, I mean, I think he needs the reps. Um, I, And I think, like, I don't know, like, a guy like Ernest Jones, even if he's not, right now he's buried on the depth chart, so he probably will play. But, like, I think that guy needs the reps, too. And I, I think, you know, you could even go see, like, with, with your thought process on Xavier Jones, maybe they don't play Bobby Evans in the preseason. But I, I think I think he needs the reps, too. I think there's just guys that could use reps. Um, and you can't not play a guy like Xavier Jones just because of his position on the depth chart. If he gets hurt, man, like, are we batting an eye about the team's success this year? Like, no, nothing we predict changes. They would sign somebody else. So, I mean, I hope he doesn't get hurt, and I hope he has a good year, but he's got to play. Yeah, I I, I do think that um, it, it couldn't hurt to put him out there, but it, it just really wouldn't surprise me. Um, at, at least maybe the first uh, preseason game or two that they don't, uh, you know, put him out there. Um, maybe they'll, on the last preseason game, they'll put him out there for like a, a quarter. But uh, I don't know, man. Uh, personally, I, I would I would probably put him in, but just the Sean McVay mentality, I I have a feeling they're gonna sit him, man. <laughs> you're scaring me. Um, well, it's just like because you're gonna rely on that. You're you're not you're not going into the season thinking you're gonna play Daryl Henderson 100 percent of the snaps. Um, and and they've said that, so it's like I I mean. I want to see what these guys have, and I would imagine the coaches also want to see what these guys have. You know, we've had preseason darlings in the past. You know, we loved Kaderil Hodge a couple years ago. He was balling out, but he, you know, he was like the fourth or fifth guy on the best depth chart at best. So there was there wasn't really a path to playing for him. Um, it was just a path to making the team. But with like with Xavier Jones, with Jake Funk, with um, you could throw in Ray, Raymond Calais, like. You want to go deep? You can throw an Otis Anderson. These guys, if they ball out, they're gonna they have a chance to win a job. And I, I I want the Rams to let these guys compete to win that job, and not just hand it over to a guy like Xavier Jones, who you know we'll see. Like I I wouldn't say any of these guys I have any confidence is going to produce at all in the NFL, but I I want to see if what they can do in the preseason. And you know even though it's not against the best of the best it's it's against nfl players in an nfl game environment i want to see what they could do and you know we, we're going to talk about 
guys we're looking out for. Xavier Jones and Jake Funk are the guys I'm going to have my closest eye on in this game because I want to see what they can do. And I want to know if they could really be the, you know, the, the, the backup running back who's going to get touches behind the, uh, Daryl Henderson. Cause if, if they're not like, if, if they're bad in the preseason, you got to think they make an addition. Um, it's just, it's such an uncertainty with these guys. They're, they're very uncertain. Jake Funk's a seventh round pick. Um, and Xavier Jones was undrafted and we don't have any evidence that these guys can produce in the NFL. I, I'm going to have a close eye on them and I, I want them to play a lot this preseason. Even if you're risking injury, it would suck, really suck if they got injured. But, you know, I don't want Xavier Jones's first carry to be against the Chicago Bears. Uh, I, I, I hear that. Um, I, I, I do, uh, want to see him there. And certainly if he's on the field Saturday, I definitely will keep an eye, uh, see how well he does. Um, and quite frankly, I want to see what Jake Funk does. And can, can I say this? If Jake Funk gets a touchdown in this preseason, can somebody just say, let's give Funky? I like I I need that to happen. I I really need that to happen. <laughs> uh the the memes will be great if Jake Funk is a productive player at all. They're going to be great. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean he it, that stuff just kind of writes itself with with uh Funk. <laughs> uh I mean, yeah, who who are look looking at this game like, you know, we know the starters probably aren't going to be out there in any capacity. What are some players you're going to be keeping, keeping a close eye on that uh, you want, you want to see how, how, what they can do on the field? For surely. I want to see uh, guys like Tristan Jackson out there. I, I know that this is his spot is going to be considering that the Rams actually keep uh, six wide receivers on the roster that we don't even know either, but let's say for argument's sake that they do, I want to see guys like Tristan Jackson, Ben Skoranek out there. Um, I, I, I think that the that with the quarterback like Matthew Stafford, he he tends to like to spread the ball out and use literally every wide receiver he has. Of course, he didn't really have much of a wide receiver core in the past. So yeah, there's that. Um, beyond that, of course, we we gotta look at the tight ends as well. Guys like Bryson Hopkins. Uh, I, that's who I'm really looking out for. See, uh, because still, I I hear crickets in in the Hopkins camp. Like, it, are you alive, bro? Like, what, what's going <laughs> what's going on, man? Like, I, all I hear is Jacob Harris. Don't get me wrong, Jacob Harris is obviously an athletic, talented guy, but like. What happened to Bryson Hopkins? Like, there's literally nothing. And so he's definitely a guy that I'm, I'm going to be looking for as well. Uh, of course, I got to be looking at the the offensive linemen too, particularly like backups like uh, Alaric Jackson. Um, you know, uh, I, I know that a lot of these guys may or uh, may not even see any playing time, but I'd like to see, you know, if they have any sort of potential at all. Um, and then, of course, on, like, the defensive side of the ball, we've kind of touched on, like, the inside linebackers already, so won't delve too much on that. 
Um, but other guys like Dante Deon, uh, David Long, um, definitely guys I want to keep an eye on. Um, Kareem Orr. Uh, yeah, beyond that, um, I, I actually kind of want to see Nick Scott, too. Uh, been getting a lot of hype recently, and um, truthfully, the hype kind of started, uh, you know, middle of last season. So uh, I, I hope that he continues to develop. He was kind of a guy that was thought to be only a special teamer only, so to to see that. And, and speaking of special teams, we need a new punt and kick returner like ASAP. I mean, obviously it's going to be new because the symbol Webster's gone, but we cannot have another season with Cooper Cup getting the the punt uh, the punt returns. We just we just can't. That was I I love Cooper Cup, man. He, he he's he's the man when it comes to a receiver, but a but a punt returner he is not. And and he shouldn't be. I, I think it's it's very dangerous for him to be a punt returner. So, yeah, let, let's get that squared away. Cooper Cup listed on the unofficial depth chart as a punt returner. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that's bullshit, but we'll, well see. Well, yeah, I, I think if somebody emerges in this preseason, and that's something I'll definitely be watching for as well, um, They th- this job is theirs to win. I don't think they want Cooper Cup to be the punt returner. And last year was a little tough because we didn't have a preseason to really trot out guys and test them out. But um, I, I bet we see a number of guys attempt to return punts. Uh, I don't know who they're going to be. You know, I, I think, like, I'd like to see Tutu Atwell return some punts. So I could see them thinking that's a little unnecessary of a risk in a preseason game considering he's a, 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 a twig. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really hope they throw a lot of guys out there and I'm really curious to see who they throw out there and how they do. And hopefully we can find somebody that sticks. Uh, Raymond Calais is anticipated to be the kick returner and we'll probably see him return some punts as well. But the fact that he didn't return any last year makes me think that they're not comfortable with him there. So we'll see what happens there. Um, some of the other guys you mentioned, tight ends, I, I, I think you said it all. I'm really curious to see how Hopkins look. We, we've never seen him. So I, I'm excited to see what we get there. And then obviously Jacob Harris, I think is a little easier to project. It seems like he's going to be a talented receiver who is going to need a lot of time to develop as an actual tight end. Um, but curious to see how he plays as a pass catcher. And yes, yeah, Ben Skoranek and Tristan Jackson. Now you mentioned they're, they'll probably keep six receivers and I agree, but I don't think it's, I, I think it's a battle between those two guys. I think they're going to be two guys competing for that six spot. And because you have Deshaun Jackson on the roster, there's almost a, a guarantee that they would keep one of these guys in the practice squad if they didn't make the team. But yeah, that's going to be a big battle to watch at a, uh, you know, that's kind of like a, a fun training camp battle where it's like those guys are going to be battling for a position that on the actual opening day depth chart is going to be really fucking pointless. But they might be the top two guys in the preseason because the top four guys, maybe the top five guys on the depth chart aren't going to play there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited for Nick Scott too. I'm really, I'm really curious about David Long and uh, Robert Rochelle, if we can get him out there. I know he, he was battling an injury, but David Long's a big one who, you know, 
he needs to have a great preseason. Um, and not just like an okay, but like a great preseason to really justify him getting on the field at all this year. Because if he goes out there in the preseason and he gets cooked, I don't think he plays. And I think he could be a sneaky cut candidate because they wouldn't be able to trust him. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent amount of guys and a decent amount of guys that could have impact on this team. Um, so hopefully they all play. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. Uh, I, I'm curious about this game. I'm excited to watch some, some Rams players play. And we were deprived of a preseason last year. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited to watch some, uh, guys in the depth of the depth chart battle it out. Really good to see some, some, uh, Bryson Perkins. I'm excited for that too. Bryson Perkins. Yeah. Is it Bryson um, or is it just Bryce? I'm getting my, my Bryce's confused. Oh, you know what? I, I think it is Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. Bryson we, Perkins. I miss Bryson. You, you got me caught up in it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I would say you want to give a prediction on the game. Uh, sure. I, I'll predict that the, that the Rams come out on top. Uh, I don't know, like 20, what's some obscure number. I'm going to say 25 to 12. I would not like to give a prediction on this game. I'm not going to, I, I'm just, I just threw some bullshit <laughs> numbers out there, honestly. Yeah, well, it'll be nice to watch. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to watch this game live, but it's going to be nice to watch some film, analyze some players in real time, and talk about them next week. Um, but, yeah, can't wait, man. Uh, we'll be back next week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at johnny 5 not 6 at C-Ribero, at TalkRams, and we'll talk to you guys then. Sean Payton, keep talking that. We gonna see him soon. You feel me?